temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, August the 27th. Is uh, We come off just about the worst day of the season for the Philadelphia Phillies, you know? There have been a lot of bad ones. Um, I don't know if it's the worst, but I think we could definitely say that when we look back on the season, we can say... August 26th, also known as yesterday, is the day I think everyone, we all, as a fan base, as a community, knew the season was officially over. As as sad as that sounds, as depressing as that sounds, that's it. I mean, yesterday was the day. I Obviously, I mean, losing at home to the Diamondbacks, first game of four-game series, that alone, you know, was pretty crippling. Uh, I, I said they had to sweep the series. Going into yesterday, the Phillies would have had to go 24-12 and 12 over their last 36 to win the division or the wild card by a game if both the Braves and the Reds played 500 baseball the rest of the way. We know the Braves' schedule. That's unlikely in and of itself, and the Phillies going 24-12, and 12, and now they're already one into that 12 is, is impossible with this team, let's be honest. So... Um, and then you add in the fact that part of the game yesterday, Reese Hoskins uh, done for the season. It comes out the abdominal tear, tried to play through it, can't, will need surgery. His season is over. Even just the whole day yesterday, Zach Eflin's supposed to return from the IL, all set to go, and then like an hour before game time or a few hours before game time, see a scratched Matt Moore starting. And, uh, and it was just, that was it. If you knew they were going to lose, they fought back at the end. They were down 8-2. They only lose 8-7, you know, kind of made it a game at the end. The Diamondbacks uh, waited all game to show that they were the Diamondbacks, and then in the ninth inning they decided to make a few errors and, and give the Phillies a chance, but ultimately not enough of a chance. As the Phillies fall 8-7 to seven in the Diamondbacks, the season ends. The season's over. They're five and a half back, um, 35 to play. And they lost Reese Hoskins. And, you know, we've talked so much about how important Hoskins is to this lineup. What a difference having that bopper in the lineup, the one guy so far other than McCutcheon for for a portion of time that you can count on to be a true power producer other than Harper, of course, who's just doing everything. And, you know, can't blame that guy. Harper sucks for Harper. Uh, And look, I think that Harper certainly holds some blame from a leadership perspective. He has to, as far as I'm concerned. You know, we've talked about this before, but the dude's the the face of the team, the face of baseball. I'm one of them, at least. Used to be. Probably Fernando Tatis now. But 
Um, you know, when you're in that position, I think there's a inherent leadership um, obligation that comes with that. I think when you're that guy, so to speak, you have to step up. You just do. People look to you, whether you like it or not. People look to you. People look at you as a leader. People expect it from you, whether, again, you want it or not. It's coming your way. And look, I'm not in the clubhouse. I don't see it. I know that at times this season, Bryce Harper has said the right things. But I certainly haven't gotten the feel that he's, you know, steering this team in the right direction, that he's taking guys under his wing, that he's a leader out there. And and look, again, this is conjecture. It, it, it's somewhat unfair. I don't know. I'm not there. But this team has certainly felt all season long like it lacked leadership. We've talked about that over and over and over again in the many instances where, you know, this team can't get on a roll or can't carry something over or struggles on the road or whatever or, or comes out limp for a week and a half straight or whatever. You know, I, it comes back to leadership for me, and we'll get to Girardi, who yet again, another horrendous night for Joe Girardi. Just, I mean, that's done, too, as far as I'm I don't think they will fire Girardi, but if, if it were me, I would fire him. Um, we'll get to Girardi, but um, yeah, you know, look, it's hard to to get too mad at Harper. He's like the one guy who's really, really brought it offensively this year. Segura, of course, too, but but Harper particularly. Um, but yeah, without Hoskins, it's just you know, it doesn't feel like this lineup has a chance, and it's a shame. Look, um, Hoskins wasn't having the best season ever, but twenty seven, you know, he was going to hit thirty homers, thirty plus, especially if he had stayed healthy. You know, thirty five homer type season. Um, the on base was lower than in the past, but Really, whenever he's been able to play lately, he's been a, a offensive force. You know, it's just the groin has kept him out of games, and he's obviously been playing with a, a tough injury. Very clearly, as now he is officially done for the year. Over. And, uh, you know, it was just like the final blow. Um, I guess losing the game after that was the final, final blow, but it just felt like the final blow. I think... Um, you know, pretty much every Phillies fan, when they saw that Hoskins was done for the season, said, all right, ain't going to happen. They're below 500 again, by the way. Somehow, some way, this team's a game under 500. They've lost 11 of 15 since their eight-game winning streak. 11 of 15 since he, I mean, how embarrassing is that? How embarrassing? I mean, we all, we've talked about the the foolishness and and fair foolishness, but the foolishness of us all buying in, or me at least buying in, after the eight-game win streak, and that has been made clear immediately with this 11-15 game losing. Um, but, um, you know, outside of just us being fools, and oh, we believe, I mean, like, how does that happen? Honestly. Honestly. I know the Mets and the Nats stink, and that's part of the, the Pirates. Those are the teams they beat in the eight-game win streak. But honestly, like, seriously, how do you win eight straight and then lose 11-15? How does that happen? How can you not carry anything forward? How how is this team just able to go out on a night to night basis and stink after winning eight straight, and and not just winning eight straight, but win eight straight at a time heading into the stretch run of the season where you're fighting for a freaking division, a winnable division. You're in first place. You win eight straight. You're two and a half games up in first place, and then you just crater. Honestly, I know this is going to sound extreme, but. This is the most disappointing Phillies team of the past four years. Like, you know, look, we know uh, 2013 through 2017 was, you know, just the 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 worst of these years. Um, but but since 2018 on, when they've, you know, started to try and get 10 and not necessarily put it all their chips in the middle for all those years. But, you know, 2018, they, you know, were one game under 500, 2019, 
500, 20, 20, one game under 500, and this year, right now, one game under 500, they're the same friggin' team, and this one is by far, by far the most disappointing. Because they gave us the, the most real glimpse of, of what they could be. And again, I know that the Hoskins injury and all that, but like injuries aren't an excuse. Braves have lost more important guys than, than the Phillies have. And it's just a crushing blow to lose Hoskins right now. Again, I the season was over. I mean, let's be honest. This team wasn't, after what we've seen last you know, month, this team wasn't going to win the, the division. They weren't going to turn around and play, you know, 700 baseball to finish out. I mean, it wasn't going to happen. It's it's a, a, a pipe dream, you know, but no way. No way. You know, it's not going to happen. But even still, the, the Hoskins injury really feels like the hammer, you know, it feels like the... Nail in the coffin, to use a uh, appropriate um, analogy for this. You know, the season's over. The season's dead. That's that's what it is. And there's so much blame to go around. So much blame. But but the Hoskins injury, I think, kind of hammered at home, and then they lose to the Diamondbacks. Let's go through the game, and then we'll get more into the Hoskins injury, Girardi, all the, the stuff. Um, so last night... Um, going into the game, Eflin's supposed to be back uh, a couple hours before the game. Set back with the knee, can't pitch. Sounds about right. So Matt Moore unexpectedly having to pitch on, you know, unexpected rest, whatever you want to call it. Doesn't pitch great. Not surprisingly, four innings, four runs. J.D. Hammer in inning and two-thirds gives up two runs. The the Diamondbacks, this game was over until the ninth and just really over in general. I mean, let's be honest. But the, the Diamondbacks go out to a 4 nothing lead. Segura hits a two-run homer in the fifth, an opposite field shot to make it 4-2. to two, And then... Um, the Diamondbacks just poured on. Carson Kelly, RBI, uh, two RBI single, a two-run homer. We'll get to that. Don't forget that. We'll get back to that. Um, but then it's 8-2 uh, to two heading into the ninth. The Phillies get some serious help from the Diamondbacks. Two big errors in that inning. A Bryce Harper RBI double, a Didi Gregorius RBI single. It's 8-7. You think they got a chance? Tying runs on base! And then it's over. Um, and just a, a brutal, brutal loss. They deserve to lose. They just deserve to get their doors blown off. I mean, how do you show up at home with the season on the line against one of the worst teams in the sport? And put that up there and show us that. That's what you got. You had nothing. And losing that before the game stinks, I get it. Um, and Matt Moore having to pitch anywhere. But again, yet again, look, taking out the, the five runs they scored in the ninth, they scored two runs to the ninth inning. Two. Two. Yet again, we've gone through this whole thing. This friggin' offense can't score runs. And I get it. Like, no Hoskins in there. I mean, it's a pretty bad lineup all of a sudden. I mean, Torres, Galvez, and Jankowski in a lineup is like, just like the Orioles or something. You know? I mean, let's be real. Not great. Um, so, just a, a incredibly disappointing night last night. And let's start talking about some of the blame here because... I, look, I said it before, I'll say it again. Joe Girardi should be fired at the end of the season. Joe Girardi has had the worst season a Phillies manager has had since Ryan Sandberg, maybe? Yeah, let's go with since Ryan Sandberg. And Ryan Sandberg literally did not care about his job. Ryan Sandberg, I've never seen a manager more checked out. Uh, Joe Giglio put this out on Twitter last night. It's just unbelievable. So, last night, Joe Girardi... Uh, against Carson Kelly. We just talked about Carson Kelly's two RBI single and then two run homer. Carson Kelly uh, came into last night hitting 338 against left-handed pitching with an OPS over 1,100. So th- his slash line against left-handed pitching coming into last night, 338, 468, 649. 
He's got a 649 slugging percentage against left-hand pitching. Last night, Joe Girardi, ready for this? Pulled a right-handed pitcher to go to a left-handed pitcher versus Carson Kelly. Twice! Two times! Two! Against the guy who's got an 1,100 OPS? Are you serious? Have you ever watched baseball, Joe? Don't you got your freaking analytics to tell you what to do here, you moron? Oh my god! I mean, this is basic stuff! This is like... Little league managed stuff. Hey, you know what? That kid hits lefties pretty hard. Maybe we should throw a righty against him. I don't got any numbers or anything, but it seems like he mashes against lefties. Well, guess what, Joe? You had the freaking numbers. You had the numbers, Joe. This isn't Little League. Look him up. Look up the over 1,100 OPS against left-handed pitching, and then you put two lefties against him? It's insanity. It's mind-numbing. It's... Honestly, it feels like Joe Girardi doesn't give a crap. It feels like he is checked out. And you know what he probably is? That's why he's got to go. Done with Joe Girardi. What a disappointment. You want to talk about disappointments. Top to bottom. The two years of Joe Girardi have been about as big a disappointment as I remember with an exciting hire in my time in Philadelphia. Like, which is, uh, by the way, my whole life. Like, I don't ever remember a manager or a coach coming in with such a, a strong, polished resume and being such a disappointment. Like, even Chip Kelly, whose resume wasn't as strong as Girardi, but from a college perspective was. Like, at least Chip Kelly made the playoffs in his first year. And look, I think Chip Kelly ended up being a disaster here. We all know that. But at least he made the playoffs his first year. He went 10-6 and six two years in a row. Joe Girardi's a disaster. This guy's won nothing here. He's going to preside over two teams that are going to finish 500 or worse. Or maybe a game better. Girardi stinks. He stinks. He's a bad manager. These in-game decisions are mystifying. Night after night after night after night, this guy makes decisions that make zero sense. This is a perfect example. I mean, it's almost impossible to believe. How? How? insanely stupid those managerial decisions are. Again, the guy is batting to an over 1,100 OPS against left-handed pitching, and you take out a righty to face a le- to, to put a lefty in against him twice? I mean, you do it once, you should be fired. That's like malpractice on the highest level. This is the most basic stuff. People are always like, oh, analytics, oh, I hate them, and all that stuff, and whatever, all right? We don't need to get into the whole analytics argument right now. You know where I stand. I'm a fan. But I also understand that I, and believe you need a, a mix of both. I think, you know, the gut matters, the feel matters, all that stuff. But, like, this isn't even analytics. This is splits. This is, like, the most basic baseball information there is. I mean, people have been looking at this for for 50 years, like, longer than that. We're talking about platoons. This is righty-lefty stuff. This is not, well, um, you know, when he's facing a left-handed pitcher in a National League stadium and the weather's 75 degrees, if the pitcher throws a high percentage of curveballs, he's batting 338, but if it's a pitcher who throws a high percentage of fastball, he's batting 222. Like, no, no, this is not like high-level hardcore analytics. This is, he mashes left-handed pitching every time he faces it. He's batting 338. We don't even need to go into OPS. We don't even need, OPS, which, by the way, is, again, it's just 
honestly, we all know it's become like a mainstream baseball statistic. It's not like OPS is high level analytics either. You're just taking the walk and the OBP and the slugging and adding them together. And neither one of those is super complicated to understand how they come to those stats. Like we're not talking about war here where it's like a mathematics degree to, to like a high level mathematics degree to, to compile what war is or you know comes out to be or whatever. It's not that. This is simple. And again, forgetting OPS, 338, all you need is what's the guy's hey, hey, hmm. Let me let me think. Should I put in a righty or a lefty here? Let me look at the numbers. You know, I'm not even gonna look at the numbers. Let's see what his batting average is. Let's you know what well, I'm not an analytics guy, so let's just see what his batting average is against lefties. Oh, it's 338? Hmm. That's pretty good. Maybe we shouldn't put lefties in against this guy. I don't know. Crazy thought. What do you think? I mean, come on, man. Like, come on. And it's thing after thing after thing after thing with Joe Girardi this year. I mean, the Wheeler thing the other night, leaving that guy in. What a disaster. What a, I mean, everyone knew it. Again, how many times this year? It's a, uh, you know, a perfect thing, a perfect example. Because, you know, obviously it's very easy in hindsight to go and say, well, I would have done that differently. I get it. But, but, how many times this year? Do you remember? Because I, I, I got a bunch of them. A moment where in the moment, every single Phillies fan on Twitter is saying, why are you doing this, Joe? You should pinch it. You should take this pitcher out. Why aren't you leaving this pitcher in? And it's always wrong. So this is not like hindsight all the time. It's worth saying it in the moment. Like that Wheeler thing two nights ago was like literally every Phillies fan when he came out from the ninth is like, hey man, what's going on here? Why is he coming out from the ninth? And then after Yandy Diaz, it's that double lead or single that should have been a double lead off the inning. Literally every person on Philly's Twitter is saying take Zach Wheeler out. Every single person. If the fan base to a man, to a woman, can figure out what the right move is and Joe Girardi's still not making it, and then it comes back to bite him, that's when you need a new manager. That's when you need a new manager. And then on top of that, I mean, all the other stuff that we thought we were getting from Girardi, forget the in-game stuff because he's clearly been a mess and a disaster a disaster with the in-game stuff how about just the way this team plays how about just the way this team fights two years of evidence now granted one year was you know a sham of a season but we got two years of evidence here and you're looking at what joe girardi has done for this team i mean come on right what has he done when does this team fight where's this culture they had eight games of fight eight games of fight in two years. I mean, seriously. How how does Joe Girardi lose four straight to the Diamondbacks? The Diamondbacks are one of the two worst teams in the sport. On the road, they have the worst record in baseball along with the Rockies. On the road. The worst. I, it's, it's, I'm flummoxed. I'm flummoxed that Joe Girardi could manage a team that's this soft, this weak, this unable to pull themselves out of nosedives. I mean, what's this guy doing? Just going out, setting a lineup card every day, and, oh, we'll get him tomorrow, fellas. Like, what are you doing? Are you flipping tables? I don't think so. It doesn't feel like you are. You don't feel like a flip tables kind of guy, and I get it. But, like, guess what, Joe? Sometimes someone needs to flip some tables. Someone needs to grab, sometimes someone needs to grab Bryce Harper and say, Bryce, lead this bleeping team. Like, do something. Bring it, bro. Like, whatever it takes. I don't know. It just feels like this team has been, 
DOA the vast majority of the season. And and how does that not come back on Girardi? How do you not look to the top and say, hey, World Series winning manager guy, what's happening here? I mean, he's the guy with the ring, right? He's the guy with the ring. He's the one who should be able to say, hey, I, I know I'm done. Let's go, boys. He is just a soft, weak manager who makes horrendous decisions, disastrous decisions on a night-to-night basis. He should be gone. That's how I feel. That's where I'm at on Girardi. And look, this team is all, it's just a bummer. It's just a massive disappointment. It really is. It's, um, it's just very, very frustrating because, again, you know, for, for multiple reasons. Like, this felt at times like the year, and certainly during that eight-game win streak, it felt like we were finally going to end the sadness, so to speak, to, you know, finally end this run of, of, of disappointment. And now we might not even finish over 500. Now the not just the playoffs for a decade is over, you know, it's the, the hey, they might not finish 500 again. It might be a decade without finishing over 500. It's astounding. It's astounding that they're here right now. They're a game under 500. It's just stunning. It, it really is. And it's a, such a shame. And it's such a disappointment. And I think Philly Sands have a right to be mad. And look, we saw Dave Dombrowski make some big moves uh, over the last few days. The front office shakeup. Who he hires is going to be massively important. But Dave Dombrowski has a lot on his plate. He's got a big job right now because he's got to worry about that stuff, which is crucially and, and honestly most important for the rest of the season. It's paramount is drafting and developing better for the future, like to set this franchise up to not have these 10-year stretches of, of mediocrity or worse. Um, so that's crucial. But he's also got a lot of big decisions to make on the, the big league roster. And the, Again, the manager, does he fire Girardi? I don't think he will, but I would. In a second, in a heartbeat, and then this roster, man, you know, they're maxed out from a, a money perspective. They're fifth in baseball. Money will come off the books, McCutcheon, this, that. Like, they'll get some money back that they can spend. But, you know, like the core of guys that's here is is not good enough. It hasn't been. You know, other than Harper, you know, like, I mean, $25 million for Romuto every year now for, for four more years looks like a five more years, whatever it is, looks like a, a, a disaster. I mean, Didi for $14 million next year looks like a, one of the worst one-year deals in baseball. I'm a, you know, and it's not a one-year deal in the moment, but in general, when you only got one year left, it's it's what it is. But it's a bad one. I mean, Didi's a, a barely playable right now. It's Phillies are in a bad spot right now. They're in a very precarious spot as an organization. Um, as again, they're about to have the tenth straight year without the playoffs. A fan base that you know, look right now, and this is the scariest part. It's a fan base that's approaching apathy. At least it feels like it to me. It feels like a fan base that, you know, they're the diehards like us. Um, but I think that the general Phillies fan is starting to say, why should I care about this team? You know, why should I spend my hard-earned money to support this team? What do they do for me? What do they give to me? And it takes a while to get a fan base there. I mean, we're talking about a decade of, of at best, mediocrity. A decade where they've gone 500 twice and everything else has been below. A decade of of no young talent, of no hope on the horizon, uh, other than an eight game win streak that got all our hopes up so high. I mean, that's again, that's the thing about that eight game win streak is it, the fact that we all got so excited about it and that we all leaped and jumped in and stuff is such a sign of of how starving we are 
for Phillies baseball to be good again. Like, we are all desperate for it. We're ready. And this team just continues to fail us. They do. They fail us year after year after year after year. And, and look, Dave Dombrowski, I'm not, I'm not going to lump him in it yet. You know, obviously made some moves that weren't great. You know, the Carson Ragsdale trade looks pretty awful right now. Um, really awful. Um, maybe don't trade with Farhan Zahidi, I guess, moving forward. Um, but I'm not going to, you know, Dombrowski just got here. He's got some time. He's got to figure it out. I'll, I'll give him a chance. And he's got some super important hires to make and some super important restructuring of the roster to do. Um, but he's got a lot on his plate. Um, and the Girardi thing's going to be fascinating. And look, can they finish strong? They're not going to make the playoffs, but finishing strong would be something, I guess. You know, finish over 500 would be something, but it's a real bummer. It's a bummer of a season. This weekend, obviously, I mean, the season's over, but if the Phillies, you know, if we want to entertain the, uh, the, you know, anything can happen of it, uh, you have to sweep this weekend. Obviously, you have to win three in a row. You got Nola Gibson and Suarez going. Um, you know, we'll see. They went three straight on Monday, and the Braves lose a couple. Maybe we'll feel some juice, but I'm not counting on it. Braves do have a tough weekend against the Giants, so we'll see. Five and a half back. Either way, just a bummer of a day. And, and again, I, I think yesterday, the day where we all kind of feel pretty much like the season's over, but we'll see what happens this weekend. We'll start to look ahead, all that good stuff. So um, either way, uh, you know, despite the Phillies, I hope everyone has a, a wonderful, lovely weekend. And I'll be back on Monday. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's better After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.